Hello, and welcome to the Anti-Fragile Tarot Podcast. This is your resident card slinger, Susanna, and I am currently rushing to get this podcast in on time. So um, I'm sorry if there's any background noise. Normally I record in my bedroom in lovely Jersey City, New Jersey, during the day when there's no one around, but um, that didn't happen. So uh, you get what you get today. So if there's any background noise, I apologize. Anyway, um, I do have a couple of topics on deck for future episodes, but I'd really like to give those a little bit more thought and preparation. Um, One of them is going to be how to go professional if and when you're ready, and the other one's going to be on Lenormand, but I would like a little bit more time playing around with Lenormand cards before I do that, so expect that in November, which is also probably when I'm going to be doing Lenormand readings on my Patreon, so uh, if you'd like to get in on that, I will talk more about that at the end of the episode. For now, I am doing a deck review. So I would really like to review more decks, um, particularly indie decks that need more exposure I'll definitely be doing a deck review in the future on the Luminous Spirit deck by Tina Gong. But as this is the deck I'm going to be using for my Patreon this month, I thought that I would review the Halloween Tarot by Karen Lee um, with art by Kipling West. So I picked up this Halloween deck. Uh, I I don't remember why precisely I decided to grab this one. I think I just thought it looked really cute and I wanted the new deck and it was cheap and that was that. Um, I was on a bit of a, a tarot deck buying binge for a while. So I picked this one up. This is a US Games Inc. deck, so it's a pretty common one to find. Um, I've seen it at Barnes & Noble. I've seen it at some of the larger, more corporate, new age shops that have popped up. So, you know, this is not a hard-to-find deck. Um, Like many of the U.S. games, or not many, several of the U.S. games decks, it comes in two sizes. So you can get the regular full tarot size that comes with like a little box and a guidebook. It's probably actually like a little paperback book, too. It's probably a nice resource. Or you can get the tarot in a tin version. The tins are really cute because you can just keep the deck in the tin if you so choose. Um, Or you can use a tin for something else. I do keep this deck in the tin, but I also sometimes make tarot bags and stuff. So uh, the tin may or may not be something that you care about. The tarot in a tin decks tend to be a little bit smaller, which is a good thing and a bad thing. These cards are really well illustrated. They're fully illustrated, so they're actually a really good beginner deck. And I also think that they're a good beginner deck because despite being very Halloween-themed and despite changing the names of the suits, the cards themselves are actually still really symbolically consistent with the Rider Waite. Um, Some of them are very, very close transcriptions just changing the theme. For instance, um, I'm looking at the Five of Pumpkins right now. Pumpkins in this deck represent pentacles, which represent earth, coins. Um, 
So on each of these Halloween cards is a little black cat. That is that is on every single card, whether it's the pumpkins, whether it's the imps, which represent wands and fire, uh, whether that is any of the major arcana, or the bats, which represent swords and the suit of air, and ghosts, which represent cups or the suit of water. So there's a little black cat that you see on the back of the cards, um, which is an orange back with reversed cat. So there's a cat upright and a cat reversed. So no matter how you have the card, you can't tell whether the card is reversed if you're shuffling. Um, and that, that can be a complaint with some other tarot decks. You can tell very easily if that card is reversed or not when you're shuffling. Uh, it's not really a problem if the deck isn't meant to be read with reversals, but for those who do read with reversals, that can be an issue. So this deck neatly avoids that. Um, so, you know, as I said, I'm looking at the Five of Pumpkins, which is the Five of Pentacles, and just like the traditional Rider weight, it shows a stained glass window with two figures moving through the snow except this stained glass window has pumpkins instead of pentacles. And it also has other other spooky things. There's a, looks like a couple of trick-or-treaters. One of them has dropped their bag of candy, which is pretty symbolically consistent with the five of pentacles, or pumpkins in this case. Um, and they look really sad about it. So yeah, that's, you know, it's extremely consistent. The five of imps, it shows five red horned, tailed, imp-looking, humanoid-ish, demon-ish creatures, each wielding a wand and fighting with each other under a disapproving moon while a black cat looks on. So these are really symbolically consistent. Um, in this deck, it's the major arcana that take some more liberties. Um, the sun is, is a really fun card that it seems to focus more on the flowers growing around the two-headed ogre troll situation than the actual sun itself. Um, the star really features this huge gargoyle underneath a rather evocative tarot star. The, the Empress is the Bride of Frankenstein, interestingly enough. Um, not necessarily pregnant, but she is motherly cradling the, the ubiquitous black cat. So I like this deck quite a lot. Um, despite the Halloween-y themes, despite the, the skeletons throughout it, it's drawn very cartoonishly. So I have brought it to events where I know that there'll be kids. I don't tend to do very many kid events, but on occasion I've been asked to do them. But, you know, sometimes it happens, so I've brought this one for kid events. Um, I like using it around Halloween. It's it's on topic. And, again, despite the cartoonish appearance, despite the changes in... the, It's not even change in symbolism, because pumpkins are earth, and everything makes sense. It, it, maybe the ghosts for cups is a little bit of a stretch, because I, I feel personally more like air with ghosts, but... Like, whatever, it, the imagery is just so consistent. Um, 
again, the, the major arcanas in this one are the cards that take a lot more liberty. But the minors are pretty spot on. Anyone with a familiarity with the Rider Waite will instantly see the parallels. And anyone who has decided that they want this as their beginner deck, I don't think that they'll be disappointed. And I think that they can get a really good grasp on the symbology of Rider Waite using it for the most part. I mean, like like any deck that is a reimagining or a redesign of any kind, there will be some cards that are different and evoke different things because, you know, as I say, whenever I am presenting a client with a choice of decks, tarot is a language of symbols and we will all respond to these symbols differently. So as a deck creator, of course, some people are going to focus on some things more than others. They'll think that some things are more important in the card over others. If it was a precise transcription of the original deck, we it wouldn't be as interesting and it wouldn't be as true to the author's vision as it could be. Um, and that's, that's what makes having a variety of decks attractive in the first place. Um, yeah, even though this deck is, again, kind of cartoonish and potentially kid-friendly, I've definitely had some hard-hitting ratings with it. Um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not the pictures on the cards themselves that determine whether or not a reading is light or heavy. It's the symbols. It's the knowledge. It's what the cards mean. So, as I was saying earlier about the size situation, I have the tarot in a tin version. Um, I like having smaller decks for a variety of reasons. Number one, I have really small hands. Um, I, I wear a size four and a half ring, like my wedding ring is a four and a half. Uh, even a size five falls off my finger, so um, it's a struggle sometimes. And while I don't necessarily have a hard time with regular size decks, um, the smaller ones are comfortable in my hands and smaller decks are also really nice to use for bigger spreads. Um, especially when I'm photographing them for my Etsy or for whatever reason, if I'm doing another reading for somebody and I need to send it along. So the smaller cards are nice for that. Um, I don't have the larger edition of this deck, but the smaller edition definitely does do a good job of showing everything that's on the cards. Um, there are some other decks that I've had where them being a smaller size is kind of a detriment. The Toth deck is kind of like that. Um, although I went from the oversized version to the miniature version, maybe I should have gone for the middle version. Um, but I do like how small those cards are because I do bigger spreads with the, the Toth deck regularly. Anyway, um, yeah, I can't compare, but if someone really likes the artwork in this deck, they might want to consider getting the full size instead of the tarot and a tin. However, another factor to consider is that the tarot and a tin decks, because they're smaller, because they don't involve the whole hard or the whole soft cover book with the big box situation, they're usually about $10 cheaper. 
um, at least on Amazon and in the stores that I've seen. I don't know about the stores near you, but again, because it's it's a relatively mass market deck, um, it's something that you should be able to find with some ease and be able to, to price check. So I don't really have a lot of complaints about this deck. Um, I mean, it's not particularly diverse, but it's not particularly not diverse either. Like, yeah, the, the kings and queens, I guess, are, are pretty white, but, um, I mean, most of the, most of the deck is pretty fantastical. The devil is a red demon lady. Like, this is not, this is not a, a deck where diversity is necessarily being showcased one way or the other. Um, I happen to think it's a really cute deck. I, again, I just, I don't have a ton of complaints about it. Um, some people might not like the, the cartoony style. Um, you know, if that's the case, this deck is not for you. If you feel like you want your decks to be a lot more artsy or a lot more serious, this deck is definitely not for you because it might be a little too easy for you to get taken out of the tarot mood by the images. Um, you know, we all have our cards that we will choose a deck from. Um, for me, that's the Nine of Swords. If the Nine of Swords isn't either really close to the original or another take on it that I really like, I probably won't like the deck because that card is really important to me. So in this one, it's a Nine of Bats and it's pretty symbolically consistent. Um, you know, person sitting up in bed, nine bats above their head instead of nine swords. Um, the blanket doesn't have the astrological symbols, but there is a sun on the underside of the bed, which I also think is really interesting to kind of showcase that there is relief coming. So I like that. Um, on the other hand, remember what I was saying about how most of the cards are really symbolically consistent, but some aren't. The Ten of Pumpkins shows like a, a tree with 10 jack-o'-lanterns and someone playing pinata with one of them. I don't know that that really evokes 10 of pentacles to me. Um, again, it's the only places where this deck falters at all is sometimes in sacrificing some of the meaning to fit the theme. But it's pretty rare. This deck actually does a really good job of towing that line between kitschy and still a really solid deck to read with. So if you're looking for a slightly lighter hearted deck to add to your collection that won't break the bank, um, that is still easy to read, but is a little bit different than your usual style, this Halloween tarot might just be your best bet. Um, I really like having it. I, again, I will be doing all of my Patreon readings with it for October. So what I do is I choose a deck and everyone gets a reading with that deck. Uh, right now, I am up to about 15 patrons, which is amazing. And I appreciate every single one of you. You all help make this podcast possible. Um, 
And I would also really like to do more deck reviews. So if there's a deck that you want reviewed and you can ask me if I have it, if I have it, I'll do a review. I already reviewed the 40 servants deck and I reviewed the wild unknown. Um, but I would really like to review indie decks. I would like to review diverse decks and, you know, particularly, uh, gender diverse decks, racially diverse decks. So, um, I will have a link to an Amazon wish list where I have some decks I would really like to review. If anyone would like to send that along, um, you know, if I'll, I'll do a reading for you and I'll give an honest review of the deck on the podcast. Um, I'm pretty easy to please as far as decks go. There's There's been very few decks where I have had really negative opinions. Um, and honestly, if I had a really negative opinion of a deck... I don't know that I would air it. I would probably wind up sending it back. So there's that. Um, but if you're an aspiring deck creator and you'd like your deck reviewed, or I mean, if, if you have a deck and you'd like it reviewed, please uh, contact me. I, I would love to do more deck reviews and signal boost some decks that need it. So um, thank you for listening. And sorry this podcast is a little bit short, but... I just don't have a ton more to say about this deck. Um, I will probably have more to say next month. I think my next topic will probably be how to go pro. Um, but if you have ideas for podcast topics, please feel free to email me or hit me up on any manner of social media. I'm Antifragile Card on Twitter. I am Antifragile Tarot, one word on Etsy, if you want to order a one-off reading. Um, and on Patreon, of course, I'm Antifragile Tarot. Another cool perk is if you join the Patreon, you can be part of my Discord. So it's like a little chat room where we go, and people have been like posting up their daily reads, and we've all been discussing them. It's been a lot of fun. So, you know, feel free to do that. Um, on Facebook, I'm Antifragile Tarot. On Instagram, of course, I'm Antifragile Tarot, one word. And if you're in Jersey City, don't forget to come by my shop. Uh, we're open Wednesday through Sunday. I am usually there Thursdays and rotating weekends. But check my Instagram. That's where I'll be posting exactly when I'll be there. So if you don't see a post by like Thursday that says, hey, I'll be in the shop this weekend, it's probably a weekend where I'm at my other job. So thanks again for listening. Um, whenever I get emails from podcast listeners, it just, it makes my day and I am still totally floored that there are people who listen to me talk for half an hour or more at a time about this stuff or anything really. Um, it just, it means so much to me when I get people who reach out and say that they have enjoyed the show or have ideas, or, you know, I've helped them with their tarot practice. Like, that's that's really what I do this for. Um, I never expected anyone to actually listen to this podcast. I was like, oh, I got stuff to say. I'm tired of talking everyone's ear off that I live with and work with. And, you know, maybe I'll just yell into the void like all of us millennials have been doing. 
and the internet forever. And it's worked out really, really well. So thank you again. Um, I hope you have a witchy and or wonderful week. I'll be back October 1st, um, possibly with a an episode about, I don't know, more Halloween stuff. Um, maybe some Day of the Dead stuff, because I celebrate Day of the Dead. I am part Mexican, uh, although it's not something I grew up with as much as I would have liked because of my family situation. But... Um, yeah, maybe maybe I'll do some Halloween stuff for the October 1st episode. But if you have ideas for future episodes, including my second October episode, hit me up. I love to fulfill requests whenever I can. That Lenormand episode is probably coming in November. So hold tight, people who have been interested in the Lenormand episode. So thank you again. I hope you have a witchy and or wonderful couple of weeks. And I will talk to you on the flip side. Perhaps if you email me at antifragiletarot at gmail.com. All right. Goodbye.